Yo, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Jay Wills. It's your boy Josh. Welcome to another beautiful episode of the Secret Filmmaker Society podcast. We today are talking about, we're getting something like really deep today. We're getting challenges of becoming a full time filmmaker from beginning, middle, to where we're at right now. I mean, this episode can kind of tailor to anybody, anyone mm-hmm. that's like, creative anyone just going full-time entrepreneur actually mm-hmm. but you know take it as you take it most of the tips are going to be geared towards being a creative filmmaker photographer but all these things can be applied to anyone that's diving into being an entrepreneur 100 percent. so we're gonna get deep into that today but uh bro how you been been good shot like a little something something that you guys will be seeing very soon on my website yes you heard it here first i'm about to officially launched my website really soon drum roll (laughs) that drum roll is gonna go on for another week (laughs) yeah i saw i saw the uh some of the the instagram stories and and pictures being in the uh the bentley living your living your best life we were in the bentley (laughs) yeah we were in the bentley just like yeah living my best life nice nice well you guys we we asked you guys a couple questions last week what equipment you guys are looking to get this year and stuff like that on our like a new year's episode of uh the podcast so a couple of you guys responded victor starback said that uh it's interesting and also relaxing listen about the podcast so thank you bro thank you appreciate that and uh, he said he's thinking about buying a super wide angle lens this year, like a Tokina 11 to 16. A drone would also be nice. And here he has a GH4 and the Sigma 18 to 35 and Canon 7200. Well, damn. So he doesn't really know how to update the setup without buying a new camera. He got all his focal lens covered and is considering the crop factor and speed booster. So he's thinking maybe a light, like a 120D, etc. As long as he's going with the lights. Yo, I actually like, yo, lighting makes everything different. It makes it different. It makes it better. Like I said last week, lighting is key. Glass is key. Body is last to really worry about in certain senses. I don't want to upset anyone. And then after I'm going to have a whole bunch of people, yo, man, the body matters. The body matters. The body's life. Teach their own. And then we also got one more too from uh, Divine. He was saying this year he's actually planning to build his own computer. That's actually super dope. I was thinking about that. You know, so, hey, do your thing, bro. That's sick. And he also wants to learn how to use Mocha. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't, that's not really my, that's not my style. That's not my steez. What about you? What do you, what do you know about Mocha? Uh, You know what? I thought about like getting into that because that's more going to like After Effects and like tracking and motion graphics and things like that. I wouldn't call myself an animation artist at all. Um, I've dabbled in like 2D graphics and like that kind of stuff. But um, I guess it's a good skill to know. You can't go wrong learning that. And uh, he said he recently purchased a Zion crane and he's learning the best time when to use it. Before the crane, though, I would just use my camera strap and get steady shots. But anyways, great podcast, guys. Thank you. That'll, that'll help you out. You know what? Actually, Will was just showing me a video like a couple minutes ago where he used his Ronin. And, and the way he shot it was like really dope. So you'll find you'll find times where you can use it and it will be very, very beneficial to you for sure, man. So, yeah, bro. It's all about taking your gear and using it in ways that just help that situation mm-hmm. or extend your arm, I guess you could say, or, or something, something that can be creative. Because like if you go on YouTube or Instagram, everyone's using their tools the same way, I guess you could say. So it's like, you know, maybe even like. If you have a crane, 
or if you don't have a crane but you have a drone it's like use your use your drone to simulate the movements of a crane but it's like studying the crane and how it moves and after you know just just operating your drone that way like i did that once it was pretty dope it wasn't my it wasn't my drone it wasn't my crane or whatever no it wasn't my drone but i just got the operator to just operate it the way i envisioned would be the best way operate it i see man well oh shoot backtracking on something else thank you for that uh suggestion about seven sisters that movie was actually really 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 dope yeah some black mirror shit yeah i did not expect i was watching it and i was like what the hell is going on right now like at first i was like this is not like you said the the details of the actual yo, way it the is details <laughs> was cr- it's like yo I, i'm not gonna ruin it for anybody yeah go check it out if you haven't last week that was my request i don't have any requests this week josh you have any requests I, I say if you guys are gonna watch a movie this week watch what did i see i was watching something this i've been watching the punisher that's pretty cool no oh, man this is a movie, <laughs> a movie, a movie. come on keep it short damn man uh right now if i say you guys have to watch a movie watch i don't know i can't think of anything new that i saw that really was like dope i've been kind of watching series lately um i might bring it back to an old one crash if you haven't seen crash watch crash it's like stories within stories within stories the storylines of like all these different characters and they all collide so i love that that's, Ooh, that's my favorite watch nightcrawler if you haven't seen that that's a great movie oh wait is that the one with the that's nightcrawler oh shit okay you know what no my my uh my actual uh suggestion is nightcrawler <laughs> no nah, that is actually a sick is that the one with the the camera yeah yeah that was trippy that as is hell. that movie has the craziest character development yeah, I've ever seen in a movie. Actually, one of the craziest. But yeah, watch no, that. That movie is true. This week's recommendation is Nightcrawler. Yeah, and that movie too. On top of that, it's like because it's it's about film pretty much. And video. Yep. You guys will enjoy that. Yep. Watch Nightcrawler, and then I, my recommendation is watch Crash if you've not seen it. Uh, the storyline's amazing, and it's like a bunch of different characters colliding and connecting in, in ways that you didn't expect. So yeah, man. But with no further ado, we told you guys we we're gonna start talking about. Um, how to navigate this world of freelance you know this podcast is about navigating the world of film for the modern day creative so we're trying to help you guys living in 2017 2018 no 2018 let me 2017 2018 that's it so you're coming into the world of freelance you're coming into the world of doing video on your own pretty much running your own business with uh freelancing and video i would say the first thing that you need to do is practice 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 like Alan Iverson said, it's just practice. But like you actually got to practice because you have to realize, I think what a lot of people don't realize is now, if you're freelancing, this is your commodity. This art is your product to sell. People like customers and clients coming to work with you, they need your product. Your product is what they need to help them either make sales, to promote their stuff, whatever. So you gotta focus on first giving, I think the best quality service product you can deliver. You know what I mean? We all say art's so subjective, which it is, but there still has to be a certain quality there of like an amazingness that the people like can use this product to help benefit whatever it is that they're trying to take action in, whether it's to market their own products, their own service, their own business. So I think first thing is practice. Yeah, practice is good. You never want to go to the table and be like, yeah, this is what I have to offer. And like, you know, you have you have standards that are needed to to be met in order to live so it's like no one's gonna want to pay you x amount 
if you're not giving them a good enough quality so it's like you can't come to the table and say yeah i want five grand to do something and after they're like yeah your work's worth a 100 bucks and then you're arguing and then they're like all right cool yeah we'll give you a call back you know what that means most of the time right (laughs) you're not getting a call back but um yeah like you just want to practice that's like the first that's like that's yeah that's very important that's the first step you don't want to leave your job without um insurance in the sense of like all right cool i'm about to leave my job i'm gonna be able to sustain life that's rule number one so yeah sustaining life is is crazy and it's challenging because actually we touched on this last week where you kind of lose yourself where you're trying to like make ends meet with bills and stuff like that so then you're you're losing yourself as a creative and like you just start filming and taking photos or doing what you do in order to make ends meet really like if the practice that you put in from the beginning keeps on going on because in in this field you never actually stop learning there's always something new there's never like there's never a right or wrong way to do things it's just the way of getting to the end it's like just get there you know what i mean but yeah it's 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 crazy it's crazy to think that our generation is like the generation of entrepreneurs i guess i feel it is personally because like everybody that's in here is just like yo they're doing their thing but yeah practice and like just make sure you make sure you're good enough to to really to make that money because if you're not good enough and you go to the table and like you feel like you're at this level Oh, that's another thing, actually. This is very key. Make sure you have people around you that aren't yes men. Mm-hmm. Um, yes men or women. Because if everyone tells you your stuff is good, then you go to that meeting and you're like, yo, my stuff's amazing. Your chest is high, which isn't a bad thing to have confidence. And then you, you know, you drop your portfolio and they're like, oh, what is this? And then you're like, yo, <laughs> this is this is my this is my work. This is my work that I put all my, my heart into. This is, that, this is that fire, bro. It's like, yo, yo, listen to my mixtape. This is that fire, bro. You know, but like, yeah, if it's like, if it's not good, then you're going to be let down. And after you're going to, you're going to feel really defeated in like the worst ways. And you might just want to give up on it. But in reality, it's not that you're not, you're actually, oh man. I was you're, to say, it's like, you're, you're not, not good. good. You're not good enough, <laughs> I guess. Like. It, just because you're not good at that moment, you're not ready, doesn't mean that, you know, you can't be great. Michael Jordan didn't make the basketball team the first time he tried out. But look, look at it now. He's the GOAT. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, just make sure you keep practicing. Make sure, like, you you were really you ready to present yourself. And don't come with no, yeah, just don't come with the lame stuff and be undercutting you know, Yeah, there's people yeah, that's that even another thing. Holy crap. But so like, hard. I think that's the main thing, too. Like, what you just said in the sense of like being good like yeah there's there is a standard a lot of people i think don't realize that like if you're depending on who you're trying to work with if you're trying to work with and creating for brands or whatnot they have a standard and you can see that and then also what people just have in their mind like if you're creating content people see content on all the time so they know what looks good or what doesn't look good so i'm not saying you're trying to emulate what someone else is doing but there is a certain standard that your work has to have before it's considered good so like with that comes yes practice to get yourself there especially if you're going to move into the world of freelance if you're just trying to make try to feed your soul and you're just like yo bro i just want to make amazing art and that's it you don't care about the dollar let's say you have another job that's paying everything or you're just super rich and you could just do whatever you want cool but if you're actually trying to turn this into a business your mindset has to shift 
So one, yes, your product needs to be A1 before you can actually expect people and clients to want to work with you. There will always be people, people that will work with you regardless if you're good or not, I think. There's some people that are just like, they just need something super cheap so they'll work with anybody or they want something for free or whatnot. You'll always have clients like that. But when you really want like legit clients that can help one, like you said, pay your bills. Cause like, again, you're gonna have to think about sustaining your life. Like this is another thing that when people come into this world is, it's not just about the art anymore. It's about the business side of it too and making money and having to live. And you can get super frustrated when you're just focusing on trying to get clients and make ends meet. And then it's like the art part kind of like you start you start having a distaste for it. You can actually start hating what you do. You could have loved it so much when you were doing it all for fun. But when you start doing it for a business and you're solely relying on this to eat, it's like, damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Your mentality shifts once it's like it's a business and you're you're no longer just creating to create you're creating to make money you just gotta stick to to your roots and pretty much create as you were doing before because the business will continue coming to you as long as you're creating quality work which like you know i think a lot of people forget that quality of of their brand and like the genuine the genuine thoughts and like creativeness that comes from them as opposed to like what they're seeing online and they're like getting too caught up in like what's trendy and what what you know what everybody likes and mm -hmm. it's like just create as you see fit and everyone will tend to like you know gen genuinely gravitate towards you not every trend was trendy at, at first you know what i mean it's just like one person just kept true to themselves and kept creating as they seen fit and then everyone kind of lashed onto it so who knows like the next trend might be your trend it might be it might be something that you started so that's how i feel that's the basis Stay of that so yeah man because yeah it's true like a lot of people like they'll see stuff and like try to emulate what they see um just to create it just to create what they think is cool and it's like, bro, you got to make your own style because that's what clients will gravitate towards. I've really noticed like for the past little while, I haven't really had to like market to get new clients. Like if you really think about all the clients that come, it's word of mouth. Like, People come to you for you. At yeah. The end of the day. They've seen stuff and they're like, I saw this. I like what you did here. I like what you did there. Not really having to reach out where you will have to do outreach if you're just starting. But like when you're doing it for a long time and a while, most of your clientele will come from just like oh shit, I've been doing this and like people see it, someone refers you, whatnot, and so on and so forth. And that comes from staying true to your own style. Well, creating a style and creating something a little different that people can tell like, ooh, that's your work. And then staying true to it. Not me if it do the exact same thing in every video, but staying true to your style to continue to like garner fans and, and people that just like are fans of your work and then again want to work with you you know someone might be like oh i love what you did here and then this client wants to work with you because of that so that's a good tip keep that in mind stay true to yourself aside from practicing 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 once you practice so much and you get to that point where it's like all right i'm dope stay true to yourself and, and stay true to what you want to create in a sense of your style and then do not ever sell out remember when people come to you f and this is your business keyword business businesses make money and they come to you and they're like yo let's work and after you know it's like yeah let's work make sure you you let them know that this is work because at the end of the day how else are you gonna eat mm -hmm. i mean it's gonna keep on coming back to to that like money money is is a thing that that makes the world go around at the end of the day in any way like i don't think there's any other way 
to really put it we uh we need we need money in order to buy food we need money to eat etc etc like live keep our keep like shelter around us and all that stuff so like when people come to you and they're like yo let's work let them know that yeah let's work you want something you want something i'm offering a service Mm -hmm. my service is x amount of money oh you don't have money okay cool let me know when you do have money because you know someone else has money and i have to prioritize that and Mm -hmm. that's that's another key thing it's like prioritizing like yeah there's sometimes you do pick up those jobs because it helps you obtain more jobs but you also got to remember and you have to let your clients know that you're going to have to prioritize the people that are actually paying you for your time because they're paying you for your time so you you they respected you enough to pay you so it's like all right cool i'm gonna respect you enough to do your work over the next person that i don't want to say they didn't respect you but they didn't want to pay you so it's like i don't know like sometimes moving from respect i think it's it's value they don't value what you're doing and you have to value yourself and if this is the problem you with most creatives we love what we do so sometimes it's so hard for like if someone came to think about if someone was a lawyer and you're like yo to a lawyer like yo can you like I need your services. I need you to like help me get out of this thing. The lawyer's gonna be like, cool, here's my price. And he's not gonna say, oh, you know what? I just love being a lawyer. I'm just gonna do this for free. That's not gonna happen. But like with creatives, filmmakers, like in specifically right now that we're talking about, we love what we do. So when someone comes to us and says like, hey, can you just do this like video here or, or do this or do that? You're kind of inclined to just be like, cool, sure. Because this is probably something you do all the time on your free time for fun. So like, but you have to like reprogram your brain to realize this is, yeah, like you said, this is business. Like this time is money. If I'm working yeah. on your project for free, that means I'm not getting paid for something else. And I try to make people understand that like, again, this is gonna happen to you. Like you're gonna have people that's gonna like. It's it's really hard to raise awareness and let people know that like, yo, this is time being spent. And the time being spent on this means that it's not time being spent on something that's making me money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's the compensation there? Like, you know, there's if there's no real compensation for it, then like, I don't know how to explain. I guess you could say a rule of fairness, but like, it's not fair that I'm getting dogged or I'm getting like, you know, hounded. Like someone's texting me every day or calling me every day. Like, yo, where is that this? Where is that this? And it's like, um, this was free work. How about... Like, you know, when I get the time or, or whatever it is, like we can, we can talk about it. Or if like when we did do this, I had time, maybe I don't have time at the moment. Let me like clear something out. And like some people get like, so, so upset with you. And it's like, oh, you know, you don't respect me or like this and that, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, you value, you value a bottle of Hennessy more than, (laughs) than, than your career, your brand or my time, my brand and my work. So like, what does that really say? about about that but um yeah it's it's like i said it's really hard to really raise awareness and like i think creatives these days been like looking for ways and and it's it's really hard but i think that's that's definitely a really that's high key a step that we all need to like star on our list of things when it comes to like being a creative and doing this full-time as entrepreneur is like valuing yourself your time and and you know raising awareness to your clients that approach you and letting them know that like all right cool if we're working then like yeah we're working like you're saying raising awareness to them is like important i think it's it's kind of hard because we have to educate the clients to understand what it takes to do a video a lot a lot of clients don't understand what it takes people in general don't understand what it takes like they see and you create like an amazing video and they think oh you just point shot 
put into your computer and somehow just like became hours so are spent on that so much time and that's what's like so important that like we kind of have to make these people understand it and understand the importance of it that's where it's going to come in where it comes with value and valuing your time because if you even yourself do something for free just because like whatever for somebody that kind of reflects back on the industry and that takes their mindset that person's going to go and think that they could just ask any other person for it plus i think it moves into the point of understanding the type of clientele you're working with like when you're freelancing i've noticed like personally that like clients that pay more are easier to work with than clients that pay less for some reason the cheaper clients are the ones that will nickel and dime you and ask you like hey can you just do this can you do that and ask for everything while the the higher paying clients will be the ones that are just set out the terms understand what it is and they're like okay cool and when you tell them like oh this is going to cost extra x amount if you want it they're okay while the nickel and dimers they'll have you hating what you're doing having if you're coming to freelance i think one thing you're gonna have to learn or one thing you're going to learn hopefully you learn from us so you don't have to learn for yourself from experience but you could take our experiences try to avoid the bad clients and it's going to be hard to to be able to weed them out but people that i think are coming on the sense of like wanting stuff for free wanting stuff for super cheap trying to find ways to devalue you or say hey it's, it, the worst is if have you ever had a person say to you yo yo can you just do this like this little thing right here like they tell you it's a little thing like they've never done this but they tell you it's a little thing so what's your budget <laughs> that's like still the greatest video of all time <laughs> It's true though. What is your budget? Like that's the. I think that's the first question you can always ask. We'll save that for next week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, I'll talk about that later. But yeah, man, make sure you guys value yourself. Um, and and again, the next thing is moving into your mindset into business now because you love doing this. This is what you like doing. You're creative. You have a passion for it. But listen, no one will tell an accountant to work for free, and no accountant's gonna go and be like, "Hey, I just love being an accountant. Let me do it for free." This is a passion project for me. Like that's not gonna happen. You know, so. Even though you love what you got to do, you got to separate yourself and realize now if you're doing this full time, every hour, minute, second equals dollars. Yo, you got to set your terms. Let, like be true to yourself, be true to your client, be true to, to all that stuff. Because, yeah, I think that's like the most valuable thing um, that we could like pretty, pretty much end this off on. I mean, if you guys have any more questions, you guys can hit us up in in any question section and on any platform that you're listening to us on hit us up dm us whatever but um yeah setting terms and letting them know like what you're comfortable with what you're not comfortable with it's just like any workplace where it's like you know no one can force you to do something you don't want to do but at the end of the day you want your client to be happy and you want to be happy with what you're putting out so just make sure you guys set terms that you can both agree on and like i said last week taking taking what they want and taking what you want finding a medium turning business into to pleasure and allowing yourself to to always be happy with the end product agree agree 100 percent you know, you can, it's very hard sometimes to deal with certain people. It's all circumstantial and it depends on who your client is, who you're working with. But one thing that could be kind of frustrating as a creative is that people like sitting in on edits hmm. <laughs> and sitting in on edits can kind of be weird because like if people don't understand the process in terms of like all right cool this clip doesn't look cool by itself this clip doesn't look cool by itself neither does this one but put three of those clips together it looks fire and after it's like when they sit over your shoulder and they're like yo not that one not that one not that one then they look at you 
and you feel them looking at you as you're staring at the screen and after they're looking at you with like this guy sucks this shit is trash all of this is trash and then after it's like they're like you know i'm gonna go to the washroom they go to the washroom they come back and like you put those clips that they all said look shit they're like yo what did you do when i was gone that shit looks fire bro and it's like yeah i know just let me do what i'm doing and after it's like okay yeah yeah for the next one i want you to make that that look like that one it's like but that's not what we shot Mm -hmm. it's like yeah you know that video that this person did yeah could we do like an effect that looks like that it's like but we didn't shoot like that yeah you know when it was like over his head then after it was in his face it's like yo that's two different shots they're like oh say word why didn't we do that because you didn't have the budget (laughs) you know like those are the things that like yeah you gotta like really let people know that you want to create what you did like yeah some people might want to sit in some people that have a creative lens it's it's okay because like depending on what your job is or what you signed up for you might be doing something in terms of editing where you know the creative director or the director or somebody might be sitting in with you but that's different that's a creative that's someone with a creative lens that can help mold the final project but do they have an understanding yeah if it's someone that doesn't have an understanding and it's just like a rapper mm-hmm. no offense or like somebody that like sits in an office at their desk filing papers all day it's like no just no yeah no <laughs> just say no guys i don't want you breathing down my neck while i'm like, like editing. My, hold my hand i don't i don't need like you know that weird guy from hey arnold that like the girl that always got punched in the face yeah mm-hmm. i don't need that behind me i don't need <laughs> That looks cool. No, man, I really don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pass yeah. every time. It's funny, yo. I've had people sit in my edits before, and then like after I've done it, I did it twice. Out of my whole ever career so far, I've done it twice. And the first time was, yo, it was a nineteen-hour edit session with the person with me, and I was like, yo, never again. And then another time was I was working on a video and the guy wanted to like come in and be like, yo, can I like come through you to your edit? And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. But I thought he understood that like, one is boring. Like if you're coming into an edit and you don't like, you haven't, you don't know what it is to edit and stuff like that, it seems, it's gonna be boring to you. You're gonna be like, what am I like watching? Like, like you said, taking three clips, it's gonna take a little while to put that together, cut it at the right spot, but whatever. He wanted to sit in, I thought he got it. And then like, even that it was like, it wasn't handholding there. The other one I feel like it was more like telling me what to do and it's like, if you hire someone to do your job, let me do my job. So one, yeah, seeing on edits, I never allow that, that thing to happen anymore at all because it's like, listen, if you're hiring me for something, you're trusting what I'm doing. You don't hire a lawyer and then tell the lawyer every single thing to do, like whatever, in the sense of you can like tell them like, oh, what I want, but you don't tell them how to do their process. And that's the problem with a lot of uh, some Speaking clients. of, I watched a show called Manhunt Unabomber mm-hmm. and the guy actually was like, kind of like a mastermind so like he had lawyers and he was trying to tell them what to do and like it was working until the lawyer was like this guy's crazy so like the lawyer was like against him mm-hmm. but yeah check that out too it's on netflix ah, see, see. you know another thing that a lot of people overlook are actually the the power of collaboration especially like this is something we spoke about in the first podcast but in starting your own business you can't do everything by yourself so collaboration is key find somebody that has skills and assets that you don't have and also like you know skills and assets that you have that can help complement them and just make sure like you guys can bounce 
bounce your bounce your skills off of each other and like support each other where we're needed so if like you're not the best in operating a camera but you have like these very vivid solid ideas and you have a friend or you know somebody that's like oh their camera work looks really good but and no shade like there's no harm in ever being like yeah you know i feel your camera work is really good like do you guys do you want to collaborate on something like that's like a good way to start business because then you guys will prosper together then obviously your rates can increase and you can start charging accordingly like you're charging for your ideas and this person is charging for the labor of what they're doing and then whoever decides to edit they get like you know they're cut for that like just making sure you cut the pie and share that shit properly yeah that's true because like working with other people it also goes into um workflow your workflow will actually move a lot more quicker because when you go into freelancing in the beginning especially if you're just starting you're going to probably be by yourself you're going to be doing everything by yourself shooting by yourself and especially if you're like just coming into the industry it's going to be like probably even more um if you've been in industry or at least kind of know about it and know people you're still going to be doing things by yourself because you might not be working with huge budgets or whatnot but as time progresses yeah, and you get a chance to, yeah, collaborate with as many people as possible because it also helps your workflow and you get more work done quicker. And you can make more money that way because, again, each project time equals money. So if you work on a project, you have this amount of time to do it. If you're doing every single part of it, whether if you're good at that part or not, we all have our strengths and our weaknesses in something. Some people are better directors. Some people are better cinematographers. Some people are better editors. Some people are better colors. Some people are better sound people, whatever. But if you can work with and break a team apart, get a team and break it apart like that, you're going to be able to work on more projects and do more stuff, essentially making more money and being able to sustain and buy more toys and just be a happy filmmaker in general. So cool. Try that too. Other thing, one more thing to talk about on the sense of, on the key of uh, value and on that point is a lot of you guys will think that like being a creative, again, you love doing the work, you love being an artist. So, but you have to understand that people need you. Like when clients are asking for your business and asking for your services, it's not a thing of like, this isn't like back in the day where someone painted the Mona Lisa and it's like, wow, I just want to hang that in my hallway or in my house just because I value art. People are using your videos and your creations to make money because think about it now. Everyone's on Instagram. Everyone's on social media. We're scrolling. What stops our eyes? Like when we see an ad, it's because like something in that video was appealing. The way it was shot, the who's in it, the way it's edited, something stops us to look, whether it's a photo, a video, whatnot. And these people need that to make money. So when you're thinking about pricing and things like that, the reason you don't want to like undervalue yourself is let's say you charge a person a thousand dollars for a video. You should charge them more. Like at the end of the day, you end up doing so much work, but you only charge them a thousand dollars. Now they take this video and they go and now they put it on their social to like as marketing or whatnot. And it generates a million dollars worth of revenue. Right. And let's say even before you did the video for them, they were telling you like, oh, come on, don't worry. Like, we'll get you more work. All that. And that's another thing. Don't listen to people that promise you just saying that, hey, if you do this video for free, we'll give you more work. Didn't the person that made the McDonald's logo make like, or didn't they only get paid like 300 bucks? Something like that. I haven't heard about that one. I heard about the Nike, like the person that made Nike, the girl who did it. Nike McDonald's, same thing. Same thing? It's yeah. a fucking multi-million dollar <laughs> brand now. Mm-hmm. You done <laughs> lost your mind if I'm making, yeah, well, you know what? I've probably made logos for 300 bucks mm-hmm. in my days. Mm-hmm. Who knows where that, those businesses are now, but like, yo, it's crazy. And that's the thing. A lot of people will promise, man, like, hey, just like do this for free. I promise you next time I got you. And like, you can make your choice on doing that sometimes, but um, you can make your choice to do that. Like, 
there has been people that I have taken that like taken that offer from like, hey, do me a little bit cheaper. <laughs> Pause. <Yeah. laughs> do this a little cheaper for me right now, and I promise like I'll give you more work. Which is at the end of the day, oh, as a freelancer, you're gonna want to find clients like that. Like I think the problem is when you first come into this, you're gonna try to find a client, do a work for them, and then like they're not gonna need another video for a long time, so you look for someone else. One thing I say a good point is is to try to find people that are gonna need like reoccurring videos. So try to work with companies that you know are doing a lot of social videos, a lot of whatever, making just a lot of content. Cause it's like the 80-20 rule. 80% of your business is gonna come from 20% of your your customers. The other 20% comes from the other 80% of your customers. So even with myself, there's a certain amount of people that I work with that are reoccurring. And then there's the one-off customers you have here and there that it could be a lot of money that they spend, but at the end of the day, it's they're not like the ones that are constantly coming back. And so you want to create a relationship with your clients that need more work. But going back to what I'm saying in the sense of don't listening to people promise what they say, like, hey, I'll give you, you're going to get so much work if you do this. Like, take that with a grain of salt. Kind of don't go in not trusting because people will say that and not work with you after that. They get what they need. And they, again, I'm say, like I was saying, people need your work. They need it to create the marketing for their companies to sell their products or services. So again, they might just like take it. Cool. Thanks. Deuces. They're not thinking about you. They're not working on their projects, selling their pro- their products and saying, Hey, I, I promised this guy that let me find them again. Nah, they're not. They're just focusing on their own thing right now. And just like, so that's one thing. Take that with a grain of salt and make sure remember that you're making a product that is actually making someone else money. This is not really just art anymore. It's also a commodity, a commodity for these people. People are looking at your art saying, yo, I want that guy's skill to make money off of with my stuff. I kind of want to end off with like engraving something in in any of our listeners uh, in, in their brains, like something, something that Josh has said that actually just like really resonated, I guess you could say, but never really like take these promises serious i guess you could say if they come back around if they circle back around they 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 follow up on a promise cool but you know people will look you in your eyes while you're doing these things and they they'll promise you the world they'll promise you a lot of things they'll promise you you know the goal at the end of the rainbow but have you ever f- chased the end of a rainbow yeah like there's nothing i don't even think there's an end of the rainbow but <laughs> yo, said, yeah like you're doing it last week or something. <laughs> yo man you know a lot of these things are just like false promises that they're they're it's false hope that you know makes you feel like this client is going to do you a favor so hey let me do them a favor you know something like the in with that with that vibe but mm-hmm. yeah scratch you know, my back i'll scratch yours yeah so but they haven't been scratched you know, your back just yet. just just remember you know just try when you're working with people make sure that work relationship is that work relationship like also learning to separate your friendship and your work relationship so that way like you know it's it's a hard thing to do but like try not to cross those wires because like you know it never really works out because then people people think about think like oh, all right cool like you know i'm gonna buddy buddy this guy and i'm gonna make him really think we're friends i'm gonna to promise him the world and then mm-hmm. he's gonna give me a discount you give them that discount and then it's like you turn around trying to get something back out of it and it doesn't go anywhere and then you just feel really disappointed and defeated so like just just like yeah don't don't ever don't like you know hang up your jersey thinking cool i'm set you know and 
that person promised me that they're about to go on the world tour and I'm there with them. And then after you don't get that call and like you didn't take any jobs and now you're just like, oh, shit, Mm -hmm. I'm screwed. (laughs) That's true, man. Another thing, too, is like and this is like goes to like sticking to your principles, like you were saying before, like staying true to your art. When you set a price for yourself, stick to it. Even though you might, other people are telling you, oh, that's high, that's high. That just means like, yo, they're not your right clientele yet. You will find that client, because listen, there's gonna be clients that see $5,000 as a lot, and there's gonna be clients that see $5,000 as, wow, this is a big discount. There's gonna be clients that see $20,000 as like, whoa, hell no, and others that see that as like, oh, damn, that's it? So when you do have your prices that you choose, stick to it and stay to it. Like, don't worry about people saying yes or no, because at the end of the day, there's going to be the people that will get it. That's the ones that are your clientele and that you need to like be hitting up. When you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, undervalue yourself, this and that, and start just like chasing the money in that sense, that's where things start getting sticky. You know, someone's like, oh, I got this from him for $200. I got this from him from $5,000. I got this from him for, no, then it gets confusing. So stick to your value, stick to your numbers. Um, eventually the world will come to you. You know what I mean? But make sure that work also is up to par with whatever you're, you're charging. You know what I mean? How to figure out the number to charge? That, that That's a whole different conversation for a whole different day. But yeah, we have some questions for you guys that we want you guys to answer. So we want to know one, what are some issues you ran into with clients that you can give advice on that will help the next person not have to deal with that? Let us know. So yes, this world of freelance is something that you guys wanna get into. It's great, it's beautiful. Uh, There's a lot of freedom in it, but there's a lot of hard work and a lot of time spent. And there's gonna be a lot of frustrating things that happen and struggles or whatnot. You're gonna go up and down, it's like a roller coaster honestly. So don't be discouraged. Um, Just make sure that the things that you can control, you focus on, which is your work, um, creating the best work you can, marketing yourself the best way you can. And from that, the rest should fall in place. You still have to do the hard, the groundwork to getting yourself out there. But other than that, it's a very wonderful thing. You know, I've been freelancing for a long time now and running my own business and it's great, you know, but make that step when you're ready. There might be a time where you think you're ready and you might not be, that's fine. You know, I've worked part-time jobs while doing my thing and then gone full-time and then went maybe had a part-time again and then went back full-time. For the last while now, I've been just strictly film, I'd say since like 2015, strictly just video full-time. So just play your cards right and know how it is. Understand if you can actually sustain yourself because this is a business. This is not just now for fun or for art or for just a passion project. This is now like your livelihood. If you have kids or a family, you know, you can't just make that decision. If you don't, you can. But uh, yeah, this is just some tips we want to give to you guys with uh, getting into the freelancing full time and starting your own business. And I, I hope we gave you guys some great insight. Again, if you guys have any question, hit us up on Instagram at Filmmaker Society. Uh, make sure if you're checking out the podcast, you can leave comments on SoundCloud. Uh, if you're on iTunes or on Google Play right now, hit us with a review. Hit us with that five stars. You know, we like that. And uh, give us a nice review on what you think about the podcast. And uh, other than that, we out here. Yeah. So we'll see you guys on the next side. Keep listening to the podcast. Secret Filmmaker Society.